0: That's not good.
1: Hello and welcome to this super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Sky. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> On today's episode, we have many games that will frighten you to your soul, make you quiver in your very skin. Can you escape it? No. Because it's a podcast And once you start one, it's only polite to finish it Joining me fan-favorite pod king, Ian Dixon How are you doing, Ian? I'm good, how are you? Doing pretty good, I'm enjoying myself It's, it's Halloween Yeah You know, like I think no matter what You should celebrate Halloween mm-hmm. And all the spectacle and glory it offers Which is escapism, I think, at the root of it Absolutely, yeah. Put on a mask like this one, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm a different thing. <laughs> I even sound different. Yeah. I'm a crazy bird skeleton dinosaur thing now. Mm-hmm. Plague doctor. Yeah. And I feel like one, like in my heart. <laughs> and that's, a, that's like the ultimate form of escapism.
2: hmm Yeah, it's kind of a, an exercise of the psyche, sort of a, becoming the things we fear and exploring the darker side of... Uh, of the human experience in kind of a fun, jovial way. Like, no one's afraid of me mm-hmm. uh, with my giant
1: nose. <laughs> but I feel powerful. Yeah. I feel like I can, uh, I can express a side of me that I often suppress, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe, after today, some of the spirit of me as Birdman will become who I am, too. And I become stronger for it. Yeah. It's like a little journey into your own inner cosmos. Mm-hmm. So, of course we should celebrate it. Who cares if... Th- it's, it's even better that you don't have to stop your festivities for <laughs> stupid kids showing up, <laughs> demanding freaking candy, oh, and, oh, look, you're the asshole because you don't want to give them any.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, kid. Go get a job. <laughs> kids these days, they don't work as much as they used to, I've read in a study. Like, not because of the, you know... It's before that, 2019 those numbers they don't work as much they stay home mm-hmm. on their cell phones and they use their cell phones yeah ever since 2007 the tr- it's been trending downward mm-hmm. that is the release of the iphone thing so very scary to think about that but even scarier is master charles pointed out recently mm-hmm. to me that uh, i we sound, sounded like an old man yeah. i was on his uh twitch stream <laughs> chatting away in the chat box mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I listened to uh, the episode. I hope TikTok dies. And I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys viewing it, uh, you sounded like two old men. Yeah. Two
2: Luddites, he said. Yeah, I, uh, I could see that. Yeah. It doesn't change my opinion about TikTok, though. No. He's, he <laughs> said we should uh, train it. We
1: should take time and like mm. own the algorithm. Like You got you to gotta work it to make it work for you he yeah. says I don't know if I want to do that Yeah, I don't have that kind of time there's also that <laughs> like even when I was my most social media heavy mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever able to like put in the time to like really discover a new community that uh you know shared things and stuff Right. I always was just like hey this guy's from high school <laughs> weird <laughs> okay I'm going home now mm-hmm Spooky. Do you think we're uh, we're getting too old for things? Do you think we're really like falling into that laggard state that uh
2: non-cutting-edge kind of group of people? Uh, I mean, you are watching well. Yeah, like? <laughs> I've never been the cutting-edge sort of guy, so I don't. Unless like we're setting our own trends on Scottcast, but in terms of like how I interface with the common society, I've never really been the uh, on the forefront of technology or fashion or uh, anything.
1: Do you just shy away from it because it's just like you're set in your ways or because you're suspicious of anything new? You want to see it tried out first. Like when did you adopt a smartphone over like a brick phone?
0: Mm.
2: Uh, I mean, there was a point where like I had this flip phone for forever and it was like basically non-operational. So I like had to get a new phone
1: <laughs> you were forced into it.
2: And yeah, and there was no options that weren't like the touchscreen smartphone ever all it's like no, nothing else is available commercially. So that's uh, sort of a uh, forced my hand was forced.
1: Wow, what year do you think that was? That was uh
2: I don't know, probably like 2009,
1: 2010. Okay. It took you about four or five years mm-hmm. since smartphones kind of came out to be like, ah, fine. Yeah. I <laughs> get one. Do you have any apps you're addicted to? Like that's sucking away your brain? Mm. Or did you find you have a good relationship? Like you haven't
2: adapted too much into the smartphones, phone ecosystem as well? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm like super active on any like social media. Although we've got points in our our show notes today, that obviously <laughs> I've been participating somewhat lately. Yeah, it seems to work well towards that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in general, like I get that sort of uh, you get the alerts and you check them right away. That sort of feedback loop, but I don't, I'm not like uh, posting stuff or like shit in my pants about who's commenting or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah, know, you know you work with a lot of people who probably tell you their social media experience. What percentage of people shit themselves <laughs> <laughs> upon like a certainly stimulating social media event?
2: 20? Uh, I mean, 30? Not literally shit themselves, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> they call themselves the depends crew. I don't I don't uh, put a lot of
2: Value or concern on like whether or not my shit gets likes or whatever.
1: I think I might metaphorically shit myself depending on a few things. Yeah, I think I have metaphorically shat myself on pod, <laughs> talking about some things that have happened on social media. Mm-hmm. I've shat myself in rage and I've shat myself in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, enough about shitting myself. <laughs> we got to get uh, we got to get to Halloween. And for Halloween, we've got a little game prepared based on your social media use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to introduce, also, we have the Wilhelm scream, the most uh, classic sound effect in Hollywood. <laughs> if you pay attention to any movie, I think even like 1917 has this, that Oscar-winning movie. Hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: Somewhere <laughs> that is in there.
2: But we have a game to play. Tell me about this game, Ian. Well, I've been watching a lot of spooky movies. That's not too outside the norm for me, but I'm doing a little extra for for the Halloween season and trying to do one a day. On average, I'm getting that. Some days I, I don't have time, but some days I watch more than one. And I just kind of post my, uh, my thoughts on the Facebook machines just to... Put it out there, say hey, check out this weird thing that I saw. Here's some weird things that happened.
1: You you craft like a pretty damn good paragraph review, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I noticed when I like logged on with my like fake account and <laughs> spied on your <laughs> yeah Facebook profile. I was like, what? He's active and posting things and they're awesome. This dude is saving Facebook. <laughs> With uh, one paragraph long uh, uh, obscure horror reviews, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And and you and you take a picture of like the VHS
2: tape mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, it's all things I physically own. We haven't done any any streaming this year. So. Really? Wow! All physical media, physical media Halloween. Yep. Damn. Our game today is a little different. Um, some of these I don't own. Some of these I haven't seen actually but I'm aware of them, and they're kind of uh, along the same lines of kind of weird horror movies that you wouldn't think anyone would care to make. Okay. <laughs> and some of them no one did care to make. Some of them are completely made up. Uh, Maybe some of them should be made. Perhaps. Yeah. I th- I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what's going to happen. You generated so, a few uh, a few pitches, basically. So we're going to see... Uh, if hanging out with me has kind of vicariously given you the, the discriminating ear and being able to tell what's uh, trick and what's truth. Yeah. Ooh, trick or truth. Ooh, sure. it's, it's trick,
1: trick or, truth. or truth. Trick or
2: truth. <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right. So we've got about a dozen... Uh, and you got a 12-sided die somewhere. We're just going to kind of randomize it by rolling that die. All right. And two. Two. Um, so this is a film called Zombies. 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 Emphasis, Zombies. emphasis on the bees.
1: Oh, the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> Not the bees.
2: <laughs> so uh, this is a, a film that... Kind of takes place in uh like a wetland sort of area, some toxic waste was dumped there, leaches into the uh the plant life
0: mm-hmm.
2: bees come along they're they're pollinating it's toxic plants they turn into like these big sort of rubber uh puppet things and attack people oh my god rubber puppet some, bees yeah so there's some some eye trauma the bees like <laughs> give <them> a little. <laughs> Sting in the eyes, and they're they're attacking people, and they got to figure out how to kill these bees. And you know, zombies, you you go for the brain, Ooh. Um, but bees operate a little differently, right? They're the hive mind, so you gotta they gotta figure out that they kind of have to go after the queen, the queen bee, and that's the culmination of the film. Oh wow! So, zombies, I could see
1: that happening. Mm-hmm. Like like in the middle of the film, like. Like, we got this. We just got to kill their brains. They start trying to kill the brains, but it's like, it's no use. They're just, they are just keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh no,
2: we will kill the queen. And then it's like, uh, basically a ripoff of Aliens when Ripley goes after the queen at the end, except like on a $20,000 budget. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, hmm. Real. No, I made that up
1: Damn it, it should be though <laughs> That's an awesome movie concept
2: well, ScottCast
1: Studios should make that That's right ScottCast PodComics, man We can start it as an audio production It's the cheapest thing we can do <laughs> And then we'll, we'll get it like in front of producers Who will be like Yeah <laughs> Yes This story has legs And it's novel And it's easy to sell because
2: everyone loves the bees, right? Story has six legs and wings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the zombies. <laughs> so you are zero for one here, man. I feel like it's. it's I feel like I. I feel like this is going to be my heuristic. If it's a freaking good film, and like it should be made. Mm-hmm. I think Ian wrote it. (laughs) I think it's Ian's thing. And if it's like something that's like, I don't know, man, seems jumbled and messy.
2: Mm. It's got to be something else. I think that's going to be the line. Well, these are the real ones even are not good films. (laughs) So maybe they're going to be jumbled and messy. I don't know. Let's see. So we're going to roll for the next one here. Oh, yes. Yes. Five. This is like a quasi-horror film. It's not like a straight horror film. Um, it's one of my favorite Italian directors, uh, Lucio Fulci, who's done a lot of the gore stuff I recommended, like The Beyond to you. Well, this you is definitely real then, right? Because uh, Maybe I'm just making it up. You don't know. Oh, okay, I'm just throwing <laughs> some details in there oh. to make it seem really... Uh, Plausible.
1: I've just, I think this is my Halloween moment. It's like you (laughs) looking in me in the the eye and just lying directly.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, generally, Lucio Fulci's kind of like a gore guy. He does a lot of crazy horror stuff, but he took a delve into like the swords and sorcery sort of uh, genre. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those. It's called Conquest. Okay. Uh, The plot. Uh, if you could call it that Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, This guy in a loincloth He's in the The wizardry times He's going around He's uh, I don't even really know what he's trying to do He's got like a laser bow It's like a bow and arrow But it shoots lasers instead of arrows Ooh. And then this lady Okay with like a Just like a silver mask That just looks like a regular face But then she's got her tits out The whole movie
1: <laughs> And
2: she's like the, the bad guy Like
1: all the way out? Or Oh yeah
2: okay. She's like not clothed But she has a mask on her face um, and She's like trying to stop him From doing whatever he's doing And uh, there's lots of head crushes And I think somebody gets ripped in half Hmm. wait that's the end of it <laughs> That's I, I, there's not a real story going oh, okay. on it's just like random kind of gore and
1: yeah okay
2: I would say
1: <sighs> that's real according to my heuristic it's gotta be real mm-hmm. that is a real movie nice
2: <coughs> alright so you're one for two doing alright
1: Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that I have (laughs) agency in
2: this. (laughs) Here we are. Ten. Ten. This one's called Blood Freak. Okay. Uh, This is a, uh, kind of a morality tale. It's about a, a gentleman who, uh, gets work on a turkey farm. And, uh... I forget exactly how things go down. I think it's like um, they're feeding the turkeys hormones or something, whatever, make them big for eating, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, somehow that stuff gets into like the crop again. Um, This time the crop is uh, weed. (laughs) 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 And uh, so he smokes some of the, the spooky weed and he turns into like a turkey monster. and goes around attacking people. And he's got this, uh, he specifically attacks um, hippies to get their blood because they also have weed in their system. So he's like an addict and he's like blood fiend uh, turkey monster. Okay. So I like how the morality tale
1: is fighting against the only people who might be vegetarians, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I think due to the theme where it's like combination, like, yeah, morality tale, like these farm animals are fighting back mm-hmm. and they're attacking weed smoking hippies. You know, I think you want to make a film for a Bronwyn. Mm-hmm. I think you made that up.
2: That is a real film.
1: Damn it. <laughs> 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 ah,
2: yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, one for three now
1: Oh my god, you know, you're tricking me You're <laughs> tricking me It's because I, I was attracted to the theme mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that must be because you wrote it that way That's a flawed way to think That's a reason you'd buy a film Not make a film mm-hmm. Six Okay Okay
2: Kyle's on the table. All right. Um, so this one is—I don't have a lot to say about it, really. I've seen it, but it's been a while. It's called Two Thousand Maniacs. It takes place in the South. Okay. And this town every year kind of has a celebration of one of the battles from the Civil War, where the uh, the Union was in the North, right? The Confederates uh, had a had a success. The Union was the North, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm not not good on history, but yeah. (laughs) So it's a town in the South. They're celebrating the Confederacy victory in this particular battle. And so in order to do that, they have a reenactment where they draw in uh, visitors from the North and murder them. Oh. And they're pretty creative about it. One of them is uh, they put one of them in a barrel and hammer nails through it and then roll it down a hill. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it's the uh, story of of this handful of Yankees trying to escape the the 2,000 maniacs. I have two thoughts about this one. One,
1: I'm trying to think of you strategically now. Mm Mm-hmm. Was that little slip-up with the Union? Oh, was that North? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Was that you, like, hiding something? Like, because you're you're pretty good with most facts, Mm -hmm. you know? You've told me a few historical tales, Mm -hmm. you know? Maybe not that section of history. That's fine. Then we get to that barrel scene with the nails. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, did Ian think of that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. If he did, that's awesome, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also concerning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna say that's a real movie. That is a real movie. Okay. Okay. That's a, a Herschel Gordon Lewis classic. That's the the man who brought you uh, Gore Gore Girls. Of course. <laughs> Wizard of Gore. Yeah and Blood Feast of course yeah I mean I didn't watch him; I just saw him on the Oscars <laughs> so two for four wow doing 50% that's not so bad <sighs> okay yeah
1: I'm on the way up mm-hmm. but how many how many do we got total just the, the dozen
2: I think I've actually got 11 so I mean we're at four do you want to do like two more no, let's do 11. Let's do 11. Yeah, okay. No, I need, I need to get my average up. Okay. <laughs> so far, you're um, exactly where we would expect you to be by chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way to put it, Ian. <laughs> Way to put it. Here we are. So this one is called Rock and Roll Frankenstein. All right. You're familiar with the story of Frankenstein, yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, the, the scientist and his companion putting together some body parts, trying to reanimate it, see if they can create life. Hmm. This one is, uh, has a rock and roll spin on that. It's like a producer. He wants to create the next big thing music. So he gathers parts from, uh, all the, the, the deceased musicians that he can collect parts from and uh, the twist on this one is that the genitals he gets from Liberace and then the whole movie just turns into a big gay joke
1: wow I was thinking you would write that until you made the point of it a gay joke (laughs) (laughs) that's gotta be real that is real. Okay. I was like, I was so hoping you
2: were writing that until that <laughs> little detail. <laughs> it's bad. It's is it not, bad? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't even work? It's, it's like, you know, you tell a joke and it either hits or it doesn't. And then you move on to another joke. That's what we should do with this concept.
1: Eliminate the Liberace penis. Mm. It's not a gay joke. Make it a pod comic where the Hamtramck Avengers create like a musical idol to go out there and fundraise for them. Yeah. Like they see Bono like donating millions of
2: dollars <laughs> and they're like, we got to make this for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So the joke definitely doesn't hit and then they just keep telling it Ugh. over and over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah.
1: But it's such a good concept until that.
2: Although there is a part where a priest gets uh, impaled up the ass with a cross. So... So you appreciate at least that
1: that part. part at least is fun, yeah. That goes into your archive of scenes, but it, the movie itself does not go into your. It's not a good film I, library. I
2: do own that one though. Well, <laughs> if you want to see it, <laughs> okay. it's not worth the time. Okay. <laughs> we need to get like an institute going
1: of like the Ian Dixon Library of Film. Mm-hmm. You know, where we archive not only your favorite movies but your favorite scenes. Within even movies you don't like, you know, (laughs) your favorite kernels, your favorite full things, your Mm -hmm. favorite works from people, you know, I think people would explore it. I think people would love it. We could just make it a podcast, too. We don't have to make a giant museum out of it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if we if we do end up buying that antique mall in West Virginia or whatever the fuck.
1: That's right. Yeah, we can make a little... Uh, ticket. Make it the, the museum of bad film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, that's the ticket with those uh, dying malls is you got to make it a destination. It's yeah. not about uh, foot traffic anymore. So that's what we should do. We'll mm-hmm. buy a dead mall and make an Ian film of Institute of Cult Classics. There you go. People will come from all around the world. Kevin Smith will live stream it. It'll be genius.
2: But anyways, don't want to derail this segment. All right. 12. 12. All right. She Devils versus Biker Zombies. Not a lot going on hmm. plot wise in this one either. It's, uh, there was kind of like a trend of like biker movies, like lady bikers in like the 70s, I would say. Late 60s, early 70s. Um, so this is kind of one of those. It's, uh, Group of like lady bikers, she devils, they're just going around doing biker stuff, picking on people, right? Fucking around. Um, they come into this town. There's uh, happens to be zombies also <laughs> on bikes. Okay, it's disappointing to an in index creation <laughs> so far. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so they, uh, in in feminist uh, triumph, defeat the the biker zombies in various gruesome ways, lots of decapitations. Um there's one where it's like I guess piano wire, but it's really long. And they like stretch it across the road and the zombies drive through it and like heads pop off. Alright! So yeah.
1: She-devils versus biker zombies. I really want you to have made that, but that was such a specific kill
2: method. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say you made it. I did.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: That is made up. That scene is a real scene from "She Devils on Wheels," okay. which is also a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. But you
1: know what? That's how films are made. You know, yeah. it's pastiches of uh, of past works yeah. in a lot of ways, and new twists and things that build on it. And that's fucking genius. One of the like last times I was really scarred by a film, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I really didn't like it, I was really disturbed by it, is I went to see this one horror film in the movie theater, and, like, it opens with, like, this, like, bougie party on a boat, kind of, like, Titanic-style, almost, Mm -hmm. you know, old school, and then some just random accident happens where, like, uh, a line just sweeps through everybody in the middle, and it's silent, Mm -hmm. and everybody's just kind of staring around, and then, like the tops, halves of them just start sliding off and they all just like Those fall g- to the ground. Ghost ship. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that scene alone, yeah. like that wire scene where it's just like at any moment, just like, you're done. Yeah. You're done.
2: That was in like the first 10 minutes of the movie too. Yeah. oh, That was the best best part of
1: it. (laughs) Yeah. The rest of it didn't really do much, but that one scene was enough for me. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near wires right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm so happy that you made that one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're back to 50-50. You're at three out of six, I think. I kind of lost track already, to be honest. Uh, We'll we'll go back and check I just feel like I'm doing good (laughs) (laughs) This one's got a lot of backstory So This is uh Did did I make you watch Suspiria? What was that? You've seen Suspiria with me? Suspiria? Yeah Mm, I'm not sure by the title Okay Well it's a It's a classic Dario Argento film um it's actually part of a trilogy <laughs> how cunning would it be that's that that's how you introduce one you made
1: up like did I make you watch <laughs> this I'm pretty sure I did Scott a-
2: acknowledging my lack of <laughs> memory oh, that's devious of you but Suspiria is part of a trilogy <laughs> called the three mothers okay which is like these three like head witches that run all the witch covens around the world mm-hmm. So it's okay. Mother Superiorum, which is like uh, Shadows, Mother of Shadows, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Inferno's one of the trilogy. I can't remember which mother that's supposed to be. Tenebrum or something, Dreams. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, this is the third part of the trilogy. Okay. Mama Morte. Well, I know you would never show me the third part of a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is. Uh, mother of death Mama Morte it's in like I said Argento it's Italian the plot doesn't make a lot of sense um, it's like a woman inherits uh, a building like a family kind of uh, estate mm-hmm. and she goes there and there's like all these tunnels underneath she's wandering through the tunnels, she's like what the fuck is this where does it go she's hearing voices sounds like it's in a different language she doesn't know what's going on Appears to be some uh, some kind of sacrifice going on. Um, sometimes one of the things I do when I'm exploring films and whether I want to watch them or not mm-hmm. is I'll go on IMDb and look at the. Um, do you ever look at the parent guide? Parent guide? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that, now that now I'm gonna. <laughs> it's got ratings for like sexuality, violence. Uh, horror things you, you want to see a slew of things yes I want to see a lot of stuff in like the horror gore part okay like the violence um, and so I, I gathered since the plot doesn't make a lot of sense I gathered some of the uh, the comments in the rating section about the the violence okay would you like to hear them
1: <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> yes yes
2: A woman is killed by having a dildo shoved in her mouth and then a fan shoved in her face. Lots of blood. Wow. (laughs) Two girls have their heads cut off. Lots of blood and gore. Nice. A woman has the tip of her tongue cut off. Lots of blood. A woman rips out a man's heart and eats it. Lots of blood. A woman snaps a man's neck. Some blood. Some... Okay, Okay, I'm glad...
1: They didn't go over... I bet they had to reshoot that scene.
2: (laughs) A woman cuts a man's throat with her toenails. What? Wait a minute, what? A woman cuts... No, no, no. no. What? (laughs) With her toenails. (laughs) A woman pees on a man. His face burns because it is acid. Oh, (laughs) Alright, so That's Mama Morte Trick or truth?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned right now Oh my god I'm in such a conundrum Because when you're describing the movie I'm like I really feel like I'm getting vibes Ian made this up As a trick You know what I'm saying? mm mm-hmm. Being like of course this is one of my favorite Italian directors third part of a trilogy you know but I've I've, there's some discrepancies in your accounting Mm. and then you and then you reveal this list of supposed things written on IMDB's rating guide Mm -hmm. and it's genius and a menagerie of like well like, just just violence as a, I don't know, like, like a trail mix bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you would spend the time on this segment to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like in a conundrum here. Mm-hmm. But I want to say you're
2: determined to trick me. I want to say you made this up. I did. Yes! It was uh, pieced together through real things so there is a trilogy the three mothers uh-huh. by dario argento mama morte is not one of them mother of tears i believe is the final part yeah mother of death is two on the nose yeah <laughs> um those were real <laughs> things from imdb for a different film called call girls of cthulhu <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> which we is are a wa- real
2: film can we watch that <laughs> we should
1: <laughs> please that, we need a whole episode on Call Girls of Cthulhu <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that, that title alone raises a lot of questions yeah I hear that the uh, the Lovecraft stuff is like all uh, what's it called when you don't have to pay for it public domain public domain that's it ooh we can make a pod comic on it absolutely yeah shit. you can do whatever you want with the Lovecraft shit Yes. And you should, cause he was a racist. I didn't I, <laughs> should, I you should, a, <laughs> should reclaim it and, and do it right. Oh, okay.
1: Sure. Let's do it. Let's yeah. reclaim it, do it right. So he had good ideas, but he was a racist. Yes. Okay. So he so like if you read like his past accounts, it's just like, and Cthulhu killed all the black people. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll fix that plot line. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm down for that. Finally, Scott Cast has a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> So I think,
2: you're, yeah, you're above 50% now, for sure. Nice, nice. I'm feeling good. I just want to be better than Chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we going next?
1: Um, Whatever three land you on.
2: So it's another sequel. Uh, When you think of werewolf movies, what do you think of? Werewolf in London. American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. I think... There was a werewolf in Harry Potter. Okay. So you think of people turning into or out of being wolves?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think of the definition of a werewolf. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I think of the definition of a werewolf. Okay. Uh, So this one is uh, a werewolf movie, loosely speaking. It's The Howling Three. Uh, Marsupials is the subtitle. What do you call that? The Howling Three, colon, marsupials. Okay. Uh, The werewolves have evolved in a strange way (laughs) to uh, become marsupial-like. They have little pouches where they carry their little baby wolf men around. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they do? Okay. And, uh, yeah, and that's... And it's uh, aside from that, it's a standard werewolf movie. They go around murdering. There's a group of uh, hunters trying to kill the wolves. There's a group of scientists trying to figure out what the fuck. How did they get pouches? (laughs) (laughs) The Howling Three or Soupies. Trick or Truth.
1: Such a good concept. It's, I mean, honestly, if I'm playing by my heuristic, which has so far proven reliable. The really good
2: premises are the ones you made up. I'm going to say you made that up. That is a real film. No! (laughs) I hear that it's terrible. I have not seen it.
1: How can that be terrible? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, if hearing that, I'd be like, okay, this is very practical effects laden. You need a lot of really good shit going on in that. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to be masterful. But it would be amazing and hilarious
2: who would think that? I hear that it's really boring and not, not great.
1: Well, if they fuck it
2: up. Yeah. There we go again, though. I think that concept can't possibly
1: be copyrighted. <laughs> 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 I don't know how you'd file that. So we should make marsupial werewolves in the Hamtramck Avengers universe. Every time they we find a movie with a failed execution, mm-hmm. we're stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording it and putting that on
2: public t- public record. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to execute this badly. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's going to
2: be better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got three left. Okay. That's going to be Mutant Hunt. Not a good Mutant Hunt. This one, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's uh, not-so-distant-future. You got uh, Cyborg's... Going around. So I'm generally to the service people, completing tasks. Like in Um, Detroit Become Human? Kind of. Um, In this particular film, a lot of their tasks seem to be like sexual gratification. Oh. Like Um, in the
1: Detroit Become
2: Human that didn't pass the (laughs) ESRB. (laughs) Uh, But then there's this like uh, evil scientist guy who's like altering their blood to, to turn them into uh, murderous cyborgs and uh, that's, that's about it. This is one
1: where... I like the idea here of like, just real quick, the reason why the person turns them to murderous cyborgs <laughs> instead of sex bots is because they're like, we need this game to become public. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have it public when... The SRB won't give us a M rating They're putting us on adults only
2: mm-hmm. That kills you in the Steam store <laughs> <laughs> But go on, please So that's um, basically The premise of Mutant Hunt Trick or truth Wow, it's it's kind of a dud to
1: me In a few ways mm-hmm. In that, like That's not a mutant, it's a cyborg mm-hmm. It's mutated through its blood I guess, but it's a cyborg mutated Yeah Which, okay Well, weird mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a soup mm-hmm. That's a soup of magic That doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. It seems like uh, Oh, wait, this is a cyborg No, it's not a cyborg It's, it's, it's a biological being But they're made for sexual gratification
2: Not explicitly, they just happen to That just happens <laughs> to be where the camera is <laughs> 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 Okay <laughs> I see that. Okay,
1: that makes it a little that makes it a little bit better.
0: I want to say that's real
1: and a dub. Correct. All right. On
2: both accounts. Nice. This is one where the uh, cover is like way better than the movie. This is one that's actually in my collection as well. Check out this cover though. That's rad. That is a badass cover. <laughs> like this, this, this
1: one cyborg godlike human being is holding an, a human like in a chokehold with an arm that's like stretched out ten feet. You know, you could see that happening in real time, like being like, Whoosh! yeah. There's a scene in The Boys where uh, there's a gay preacher mm-hmm. who's a superhero, and like he's like one of these evangelists who's like he uh, preaches the gay away, but he's gay himself, kind of thing. Mm. And the main character has to frame him for uh, for you know being gay and stuff, so he can get information. And uh, his superpower is being super stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> and he does that exact thing in that poster where he's nice uh stretches out and like does a choke hold mm-hmm. but then the guy's just like look I've got tape it's gonna trend on Twitter <laughs> and he wins wasn't there a character in like
2: Street Fighter that was like that gay no oh, stretchy oh
1: probably Fantastic Four there was a stretchy guy there's always stretchy guys and everyone always thinks the same thing with stretchy guys hmm What do they do with their penis? And I think the boys answered it with being like, it's a gay preacher. (laughs) 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 Anyways, watch the boys. It's on Amazon Prime.
2: Next uh, thing. All right, so we're down to two. You want one or two? Let's see. Let's do number two. Number two. (laughs) This one's another one that's not, not a lot to say about the plot. It's called Patrick. Basically, it's a man who's in a coma, commits telepathic murders in order to uh, keep his relationship with his nurse. Uh, Wow. So twisted. Mm -hmm. So he's in a coma, but also has enough mental power going on to kill people telepathically. That seems like a lot of mental power (laughs) (laughs) But not enough to Keep himself alive without machines
1: That's fascinating There's this guy It's in the show notes real quick But uh, he's in a coma Mm -hmm. And they wake him up By giving him Ambien Mm -hmm. He wakes up for hours at a time And is able to like Hold conversations and Mm -hmm. do stuff And like walk around even But like it only lasts so long And he's back in the and so it's like uh, they just wake him up every month or so with, with an ambient. I took ambient once. It's not a recommended thing. <laughs> <laughs> you go fucking nuts. So um, so this coma guy is using telepathy. Mm-hmm. And the extent of the plot is he's using telepathy to maintain a relationship with his nurse. Like, I find some, like, problems with that only in the sense of, like, how would you, like, show that relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, in the, like, beginning, like, to so you know that he's doing it for that reason.
0: hmm
1: How did that happen? You watched it, right? I've seen it. It's been a minute.
2: Okay. So, like, how did they interpret the relationship? Um, I don't really recall a lot of that. I think it was, like, a lot of... Just kind of like jump cuts and like showing him and showing her. <laughs> and <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and he's just like in a coma, but you get like somehow a picture of like, uh, she's like a really nice doesn't nurse. Want, yeah, he doesn't want other nurses around him or like. Really? How do you, you know? get a sense from that from a coma guy? Don't ask me too many questions about this one. Just, uh, just trick or truth. trick Patrick is a real film. Damn it. It's just been too long for me to recall those specific details about it. I I thought for sure that you were just like trying to
1: like uh lay another trick for me mm-hmm. in that like oh, you know,
2: uh does Ian always just deliver a, a plus concepts yeah. or? I <laughs> <laughs> thought i put some lazy ones in there along with my yeah. really elaborate lies. Yeah,
1: to fill it out. But then again, I think you would only have done that if you add exactly 12 stories rather than 11. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> like 11 tells me you almost had 12, mm-hmm. but you it's too much work to make just one more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which leaves us with just one more. Just one more. This one's called Strangeland. Okay. This is a 1990s uh, slasher, sort of. Um, you know that, like, rock and roll and horror kind of have, like, a relationship, right? Yeah, I could see
1: that. Like, Kiss, you know? Yeah. Being, being who they are. Sure.
2: Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, Gene Simmons was in some some horror films actually. Uh, this particular one has a less respected musician uh, and <laughs> uh, less respected than Gene Simmons.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know the the guy from Twisted Sister, uh, D. Snyder. D. Snyder.
1: <laughs> oh, how is he less respected? I guess I mean. Well, I mean, Twisted Sister being like less sales, maybe. Yeah. But like, people like him. He, he wails, right? Or is, does he have some sort of fucking story about him?
2: I don't know. I think he's like a cool guy, I guess. But yeah. Uh, so love, I saw you live. Anyway, my he, he stars in this film. All right. Uh, as like, it's kind of like uh, Hellraiser if you took out all the interesting parts about Hellraiser (laughs) 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 alright it's like this guy who's real into like pain versus pleasure and he's like all doing the body modifications and piercings and tattoos and stuff and he wants to help other people experience transcendence through body modification so he's like kidnapping teenage girls and it's a 90s movie so he's like finding them on AOL chats <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's hilarious it just is watching <laughs> a guy who do AOL for like some ominous shit <laughs> right yeah so, so he lures in these teenage girls and then he like pierces them to death or something yeah sounds like an allegory but um,
1: is it something Ian would make up Or D. Snyder would
2: sign on to blindly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's a real one. That is a real one. Yeah. D. Snyder did not sign on blindly. He actually also directed this movie.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, (laughs) you know, I played the main game,
2: right? (laughs) (laughs) So that puts me over a chance. Yeah, you uh, you did pretty well. You had a rough start, but solid solid finish yeah thank you thank you i feel good about it i feel good about it yeah yeah
1: that makes me feel good and but here's my real lesson out of this mm-hmm. this tells me like i'm over here slaving away on pod comic scripts mm-hmm. like and they've got they've got these weak ass plots like david's confronted by joe rogan because he wants to cancel his youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, you're delivering these freaking masterpieces on a whim just to see if you can trick me. And like, all the real ones were bullshit. All the good ones were yours. <laughs> it's a very clear dividing line. I'm pretty sure all the Scott Castigators would feel this way. We need to get you on the fucking writing squad, man. Yeah. Well,
2: who wants to? We need you on concepts. Who wants what to? It, what it needs to be. Build us some rubber bees and. Hope. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll do zombies, man.
1: That's the joy of uh, pod comics, though, is that we just got to get the sound effects first. (laughs) I know we can do a rubber bee sound effect. (laughs) We could do that with zero dollars down. Get some volunteers. We'll use Planet Ant people. Hell yeah. They're free, as far as I think. (laughs) Man, this Halloween is bringing promise with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Of all the hol- of all the holidays in
2: 2020
1: that are meant to be celebrated, mm-hmm. Halloween is it.
2: I also noticed uh, Master Charles had a little comment on the Discord about again speaking of rock musicians and horror films. Uh, Glenn Danzig made a a film Ooh. this year called Verotica. Yeah, and it's like a like three short stories kind of a. There's a word for that. Anthology? Anthology. Nice. (laughs) And he wanted my take on it. I haven't seen it. I've seen uh, bits of it. I haven't watched it. I've heard it compared to The Room in that it's so inept (laughs) that it's like (laughs) okay, kind of funny, but not like a good watch. But it might be a good watch... Drunk on if Halloween, you were drunk nice. with friends, it would be fun to make fun of. But it is as I'm as I hear uh, inept on every level. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put it on your list for the people who are
1: uh, getting drunk on ha- Halloween with their with their close bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, watch Claire Danzigs. I think I'm saying it right. Who's what kind of rock and roll is he? What kind of musician is he? Glenn Danzig. Yeah, yeah who is he the
2: guy? I know you know some of his music if you heard it. Like Mother? <sighs> I don't know. Have you seen the Danzig shopping list? No. <laughs> <I don't laughs> you know, know who but... the Misfits are? Yes. Okay. He okay. was like the original singer in the Misfits. Okay. He kind of <laughs> sounds like Elvis. Okay. When the punk band people drop out of their main mm-hmm. punk band and start doing other things, yeah,
1: I drop out too. It's like, come on. You think you're so great? You know? You have this... Because it's it's kind of against the punk ethos for me to like abandon your project,
2: yeah. to abandon your people. Well, I think that, he that got, would, got got on with. His ineptitude is pretty uh, vast. <laughs> it's storied. And I think he's like vast and he's storied got like a ineptitude. like a uh, Napoleon kind of complex. He's like five two, Oof. but he's like real buff and like makes a point of being trying to be intimidating. And I think that's like he's just kind of an asshole and like all the punk bands he was in they just like were done with him after a little while (laughs) so he had to do his own thing they can't kick him out of a band named after him right Danzig yeah so (laughs) (laughs) he did his own thing and now he's making bad movies kudos to him for sticking it out
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's kind of hard to sympathize with somebody who won't go through like the basic hero's journey of you know maybe I shouldn't be such an asshole right (laughs) <laughs> eventually, that they have to do a production named after themselves just to sustain a production. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back in it. We have returned after our short break, and we are launching into a beer review because Ian brought some themed beer. Ian's delivering the goods in a Halloween pot, I'll tell you that much. It's my time of
2: year, man. Fuck yeah, man. It's like stars of wine. So it's it's loosely themed. We got uh, Witch's Hat Brewing in uh, South Lyon there. So, you know, Witch's Halloween season. The mm-hmm. beer itself is uh, Dames and the Giant Peach. Dames and the Giant Peach. It's got like little fairy ladies on the front there. Harvesting some peaches, I guess, to make this delicious sour ale brewed with peaches. I imagine nobody is pursuing
1: any copyright anything... After beer companies, <laughs> like the way they do these pun things, these parody titles, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, suppose it's covered in parody, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, Witches hat brewing companies, dames in the giant peach. It's a sour ale brewed with peaches. Let's have a taste.
2: I mean, it's it's what it says it is. It's a little bit sour. Yeah, but it's nice. It's like dry. It's dry. It's got like a almost like a what do I want to call it? It's like a wine spritzer almost. There it is. Yeah, it does have that dry wine feel. Mm-hmm. That wine mouth feel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty hefty mm-hmm. booze in there, 7.4%. It's it's 12 ounces of wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just two glasses of wine. That's what it is. <laughs> and you count it as one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Which is interesting on a crisp fall day. Yeah. You know, a nice refreshing
2: little spirit. Mm-hmm. Man, it sure is fall out there, huh? It is fall. It's a good fall. Yeah. Like, it was like kind of hot yesterday. Oh, it was 77. Yeah. Yeah. Brown and I went to the uh, the cider mill. Perfect timing. Yeah, enjoy the, the hot day. And it was kind of awful because it was in... It was uh, Yates up there in like Rochester. Okay. Oh, folks was it, up there. Was it filled up? Yeah. They don't care to wear their masks around. I guess it was outside, but it was like we kind of kept our distance and just did our thing. But yeah. Like
1: generally outside, like I'd ever wear a mask. Like if mm-hmm. I'm taking a walk, I don't wear a mask or something like that. But that's because I'm like walking around. Not it's right. like I'm never around anybody. Right. You know? So, but, um, but yeah, when, like when I went to um, Greenfield Village the other month, like a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, to see some family who were in town. You know, we we had masks and we'd put them on when mm-hmm. it got crowded and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just makes sense. But uh,
2: they didn't do that in uh, Yates. It was all like filled up. I mean, they did it inside when they had to, when you're buying the cider and the donuts. Okay, they did it at the line, But outside, it was a lot of... Uh... A lot of not, not so much, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, like I said, outside, I guess I, I get that there's more air <laughs> <laughs> and you don't necessarily have to. But uh, we were cautious. We our, wore our masks when we weren't consuming uh, foods far, far away from other people. Yeah. I'd say you're fine. Yeah. If you're not, well, you know, no. I'll find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then it uh, we got a little bit of rain and it crisped right up. That air out there is, it's hundred percent fall today. After our almost summer day yesterday, yeah, it was like a summer
1: day, but now, but yeah, it's like a fall, but not a cold fall. Yeah, like we've been having really cold falls. I feel like the past ten years, you know, where it's just always like almost too frigid for freaking Halloween. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like perfect weather for it. You know that. That leaf feel, that yeah. leaf smell. Just walking around with and smelling them stupid dead leaves. It's the best ambiance of all the seasons. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to say I like fall the best, mm-hmm. but I will give it best ambiance. Mm-hmm. Point, the only reason I don't like fall is because fucking winter's coming. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, but it's unforgivable. <laughs> You know, it's your fault, Fall. (laughs) (laughs) I blame you. But uh, we've got some uh, interesting stories in the news. I mean, it's the Halloween episode, so I figured we'd make it nice and beefy for celebration's sake. Mm -hmm. Let's get real of it, you know. Like, we had an awesome game, but there's some some thoughts in the news. First thing, I want to congratulate Bell's friend, Billy, because something crazy awesome happened. He's been working on this script for a while about his, like, almost like a, his personal story, mm-hmm. basically. And it is being executive produced by Taika Waititi now. God damn. Right? And, it's, uh, like, it's been a year. And that's all it took. Within awesome. a year. So that was pretty sweet. That's apparently really fast. I don't know. This kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> that's pretty awesome, you know? So I just kind of wanted to share that with the Scott Cast Gator audience that, like, you know, maybe soon, you know, Scott Cast is going to fucking do this because if Billy Luther can do it, of course Scott Cast can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> Get Taika Waititi to uh, uh, produce zombies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I feel like that would be perfect. <laughs> But uh, you can get Jeff Goldblum involved and he can be like the fly monster that comes and attacks the beehive. <laughs> right? It's like it ties into that universe. Right? Like
1: he mutated into this like general insectoid <laughs> creature that was able to hack into the bee ecosystem mm-hmm. and control a hive and thus transmutate and mate with its queen, creating <laughs> the uh, Chimera cyborg zombie bees. There you go. Because, of course, all the matter attached to Jeff Goldblum dies.
2: Because
1: he is a force of evil now.
2: And in part three, they become marsupials. (laughs) Oh, we're just going to combine everything. Okay, that's awesome. Might as
1: well. (laughs) Let's do it. You know, if we could come up with these ideas for a stupid game, we could do it all the time. (laughs) That's my thought. You know, and actually, I'm kind of actually am like really like psyched at how awesome like those freaking stories were, dude. Like, I'm I'll keep going on about it. Like, <laughs> I don't care about these topics, but like, <laughs> uh, like the the ones that you came up with were freaking awesome. Like, amazing ideas. Like, dude, I've got this pod comic thing going on. We need to fucking capitalize on this, man. Like I don't want to use that word in front of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I assure you, there's
2: there is no power involved but our creativity. Okay, you know. I guess I can start reading the things you send me, and <laughs> <laughs> that will be a good start. Injecting some weirdness into it, yeah.
1: You can inject some weirdness in mine, but also look at what I do. Like all you have to do is do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we double the output <laughs> Yeah, you know and then you're going to be like the one who's known for the better stories and I'm going to be the one that's known for business and eventually we're going to have like this bitter rivalry <laughs> <laughs> and you know like uh, somehow I'll finagle the rights away and mm-hmm. like you'll be uh,
2: you'll languish in obscurity Bill Finger style think about it well, man it mean, the- could be fun obscurity is kind of where I want to be I think so maybe that's not all that bad yeah <laughs> it's, it's really an. Uh, why don't you just take all the credit for yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really like a it's a form of friendship it's like I know what you would really like in life <laughs> and I'm not going to let you fall for the tempting fame of becoming like an illustrious creative force mm-hmm. like Lloyd Kaufman no, you don't get to be Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman is a secret capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to tell by his Twitter. But man, his his movies always make a profit. Mm-hmm. Helps when you don't spend much on them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the ethos of Podcomics. Yes. So if you would like to be a voice on Podcomics for free, uh, email into the ScottCast. I don't know what Come to tell us. them to go to.
2: <laughs> Come at us with your interesting voices. Yeah.
1: Go to thescotcast.com and give us a give us your voice. So I gotta do this one thing at least before we go. Okay. Space at the very least. Uh satellite mission kind of thing called Osiris Rex. Awesome name. Yeah. Launched by NASA or some shit. Um Drove by an asteroid and sucked up some dust from it. Armageddon style, but even better, because it was Mm -hmm. like (laughs) drive-by. Like in Armageddon, they had to land on it, and then they they drilled the hole, and then they put a bomb in it, and then they left. Mm -hmm. Boring, boring. NASA was like, fuck it, we're just going to drive by. Like, what's up? All right, we're coming back. And it was a normal like drone thing, so not mm-hmm. even a person was risked, not even a single Bruce Willis was hurt during. It's still the pretty ballsy to put rocks. like
2: million dollar uh, equipment just like that close to a <laughs> object moving that fast. That is a
1: hefty check just <laughs> launching into
2: nothing. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: but apparently it was wildly successful. Like there's like these articles. Um, it's overflowing with space rock samples. It is impregnated with space. <laughs> and it is coming back to us. How do you feel about this, man? It's space news.
2: I mean, that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, it's also like a good premise for a horror movie. Get some space germs coming back and maybe that's where the zombies come from. I don't know. Ooh, that means right. There's all sorts of possibilities here right or what if like
1: the space rock remains react with the atmosphere and create an explosion that blows up half the world mm-hmm. and then like the earth is just a floating crescent like wildly fluctuating throughout space between like completely frigid temperatures and totally hot boiling temperatures And then, like, there's that exposed core with, like, the molten lava pouring, but, Mm. like, only on, like, the underside of it. And then the flat-earth theorists are like, we win! We win!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is less exciting because it sounds pretty unsurvivable. Well, what if we did survive? Now that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, audio
1: dramas. I feel like they're going to be on the rise. And... It's going to be like an ice cream truck passes by. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yes, this is what we want. We're going to release so many different pod comics and people are going to love it.
2: That's the second ice cream truck I've heard like in the past week. And it's been like all summer I didn't hear any. Really? No. He, around here. Yeah. Every your, day.
1: Your side of town is
2: pretty yeah, hopping yeah. with the ice cream. There's a lot of kids.
1: Yeah. So I guess uh, whatever route took it through your part of town, they were like, mm, "It's not worth it." Mm-hmm. We're just gonna cater to these fat
2: kids. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Smoking Kid around lately?
1: <laughs> I haven't seen him. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like uh, maybe he got a little too big for his britches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that kid. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of derided things beyond their control. I was like browsing around the internet Mm -hmm. and somehow I found this animal that just got the worst, just the worst possible scientific treatment. Like, like unethically. (laughs) (laughs) Like its name is the bony eared ass fish. (laughs) That's his actual name. You can Mm -hmm. Google it. This is what it looks like, Ian. Uh,
2: I could see bony eared making sense, but I don't ass fish. I don't know, man. Yeah,
1: apparently the ass fish refers to um, its name being involved with donkey, like its Latin name, mm. and it got translated to ass fish. But at the same time, like not only is it called the bony eared ass fish. But it's the animal with the distinction of having, uh, let's see. Uh, it has the, let me see here, the smallest brain to body weight ratio of all vertebrates. So it's <laughs> also the dumbest fucking animal, <laughs> the body eared ass fish. Nice. Scientists are like, you know what? This fish is fucking not worth anything. <laughs> it's in the deep. Nobody wants to eat it. So it survives. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking dumb. It's just, it's literally just a, a, it's flabby and its skeleton is light. It's just the bony-eared ass fish. (laughs) Like, would you, would you ever like be so mean to an animal you discovered?
2: I would hope not, but I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a useless animal. (laughs)
1: at the same time you're just like fuck this animal (laughs) you're like I gotta completely support this uh, these scientists decision to just make sure this animal (laughs) and look at its conservation status least endangered possible (laughs) (laughs) like no one would even care if you just blew up bony eared ass fish Mm -hmm. like what's scary what's the scariest story maybe we can learn about I
2: feel like uh, that deer attack. Oh, yeah. Bambi strikes back. Man, think about like, yeah, the least threatening animal you can think of. You extra domesticate it. So it like lives with you and you're like all peaceful and whatnot. And then one day it's like, man, fuck this. I'm a wild animal. I'm going to go gore a postal service worker. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so like that's what happened right like some some lady decided to feed like this buck deer Mm -hmm. like hay potatoes carrots just all the time and then like the deer lived in the house like Mm -hmm. they watched TV with the deer (laughs) (laughs) They, they hung out with the deer I'm pretty sure like they had jokes with the deer and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, the deer was part of their family. And then one day, the deer was just hanging out, and a post-service worker comes. And I guess it gets territorial. It's like, fuck this random ape. I like these other apes. <laughs> 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 I'm going to attack this guy. And boom, gourd him. And like, take a look at this. Look at that. Ooh. So, what happens is this deer's going crazy. It's like they have to call animal control. Animal control shows up. No, that animal control. The, the cops show up. Mm-hmm. The cops show up. And like this buck is standing in the middle of the street with uh, like in sundown, the sun
2: right behind it. <laughs> Just silhouette. <laughs> silhouette. Like with blood hanging yeah. out of his fucking antlers. And it's all you can see is this glisten of red on the <laughs> antlers. <laughs> yeah. And a cop shows
1: up And they see This silhouette This deadly silhouette And apparently like It like looked at the cop Like it was about to fucking fuck it up And the cop's like No, no And the deer charges the cop And the cop fucking pops it right there Bam, bam Knocked down, dead Headshot The crazy deer mm-hmm. Gunned down and it's prime because yeah. frankly, these people domesticated an animal that should have never been domesticated. Yeah.
2: So they're getting charges for feeding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like feeding it like to an extreme degree, like
1: you can feed deer, right? Cause like you can have like mm-hmm. a, you can have like a trough like with like hay out in your backyard. and right. And like they could eat from it. And like, that's just common practice. But, uh, I think the thing is is like they literally had it in the fucking
2: house. Yeah. <laughs> Possession of wildlife.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was just it just existed for this family all of mm-hmm. a sudden. Like it became domesticated and like that's a dangerous thing. Like humans haven't domesticated a wild animal in like 10,000 years. Mhm. Like everything we've domesticated, like we've been working with for that long practically you know maybe that's maybe maybe not so long maybe 3,000 years but still like you can't just start domesticating an animal and not expect messy results yeah you know I think what happens is like these pagan people in like ancient times would like start worshipping like like wolves or something mm-hmm. and they would be like we will have wolves around us all the time no matter how bad that hurts <laughs> <laughs> And eventually it worked. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually it was fine. (laughs) They became dogs. (laughs) You know? But you know they did not expect dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, would you raise a buck? Would you raise, like, a wild animal? But, like, if you could, like, Mm -hmm. and it would work, what wild animal would you raise?
2: Uh, I mean... I would get something mischievous like a
1: fucking raccoon or something. I like a raccoon. I like a good raccoon. They're, like, they're cute. Yeah.
2: They got like human hands. Right. <laughs> like it's it's basically like a smarter cat. Like they're cat-like in how they behave, but they're like extra mischievous. Yeah. they like trash. Yeah. They they'll get into anything. They'll get into stuff. So, I mean, everything. it would be, it would be horrible if you have, if you own anything that you care about. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but like, if you domesticate it and like you f- they somehow understand that yes. distinction between human and animal and, and mm-hmm. like what you can mess with and what you can't, like, I feel like you'd have a, like an extremely sophisticated pet. Yeah. You know, cause it's got hands, like it would probably be reading the newspaper next to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be awesome. Yeah you know, like a hyper-intelligent raccoon to just, like, talk about the news with. Yeah, Like, he's, like, slightly not your political affiliation and you're okay with it, you know, (laughs) because he's a cool guy. (laughs) But uh, it works, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I think I would, I would domesticate, like, My mind goes to sea creatures. Like, what would that be like? But I
2: don't want to be like Aquaman. You domesticate a bony-eared ass fish. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: You just blame it for everything that goes wrong. (laughs) It's totally used to it. It's like, Gary, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) It's just like...
1: It just gurgles at me on the fucking floor. It's not even in water. (laughs) (laughs) like give it like some sort of like crisper injection so it breathes there. And, there you go. And like it just like flops around on the floor like just a bony eared ass fish. <laughs> Piece of shit. I would never fucking deal with that. I don't know, man. I think I would I think I would domesticate like I, like a bear. Okay. Like a straight up bear. Mm-hmm. Like if I could skip that
2: problem period yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know i feel like anytime it's like large enough that it could be a problem pretty quickly so i don't know how distinct a problem period is with a bear
1: it would be like if if it was a if it was a practical thing we're doing like it would take a thousand years to to domesticate a bear Mm -hmm. minimum yeah you know, and it would take a thousand years of a culture. That's just like, we will have bears. <laughs> this is going to work for us. I <laughs> don't, we don't care about the casualties in between, but if I could skip that, mm-hmm. like imagine that domesticated, like this giant animal that like can do whatever it wants. That'd
2: be pretty sweet.
1: Like you could ride it into town, you know, like you have to feed it a lot, but mm-hmm. Like
2: it would just come home with like piles of fish and be like Bruh. Yeah and be like, Yeah, thanks for dinner, for bro. Right? And cook these up. Yeah. Like we can get
1: rid of agriculture. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and here's the thing.
2: Agriculture come home with we'll picnic baskets for you.
1: Yeah. Fucking <laughs> like <a steal-y>. yogi. <laughs> <laughs> just stealing from a grocery store. <laughs> But yeah, if we had like a little bears to forage for us mm-hmm. instead of like agriculture, you know, uh we would have so much more earth to work with. Yeah. Like humans take up 1% of the earth as like, I'm living here mm-hmm. and 40% of the earth when you include agriculture. Yeah. It's insane how much
2: like... Yeah, for an animal that size to sustain itself. Yeah. Like they could easily... Feed a family, small family Yeah So like, if
1: we all just had bears <laughs> That would hunt for us That would be amazing That would be way better than the current civilization we have now Hell yeah Like you think you like dogs <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you guys The domesticated bear Thousand years henceforth The best creature You
2: will ever purchase Yeah <laughs> It's just a cool guy. <laughs> See, we just have to commit to a couple generations where we have large families that are murdered by our pets. About 20 or 30 generations where... <laughs> <laughs> Start with, like, 12 kids, end with, like, maybe one. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. We're going to have to get back to women always having kids. <laughs> but
2: it's it'll be worth it. But the ones that survive... We'll be able to tame bears.
1: We're visionaries.
2: <laughs> the
1: domesticated bear is where it's at. <laughs> Get a good bear saddle. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mostly it's a good form of transportation. That solves global warming. Mm-hmm. Like the only cars going back and forth are are like semi trucks, like with like eight bears. pulling a sleigh. (laughs) You know, like that's like only the methane they produce and then like there's going to be scientists being like there's too much bear farts. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the the big crisis. Mm -hmm. But yeah. There's a lot of ancient animals that were discovered with like soft tissue remains Mm -hmm. existing. Like we have a dinosaur Tyrannosaurus embryo which finds them to be about the size of a dog when they're born. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah. Maybe imagine a little baby feathery little T-Rex being like, hello, (laughs) I would like to eat you. You can't eat me yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a gorgeous sight. But, less gorgeous sight. Mm -hmm. But possibly, um, Closing the book on evolution to birds forever. Mm -hmm. Scientists have discovered what a dinosaur's butthole looks like. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to need more context for that. Dinosaurs' buttholes look just like cloacas, which is a bird butthole. Mm. So, logically... Birds are dinosaurs. Birds are dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. The only creatures in the world... With this butthole, are <laughs> birds, but dinosaurs had them. Mm-hmm. And this is a weird dinosaur. This is like a tiny um, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a like a triceratops without horns, about the size of a dog, mm-hmm. and it
2: had a bird butthole. Yeah. So, what was uh, what's different about bird buttholes compared to? I'm not Other sure bubbles?
1: too much. It's too squeamish for me to really get into. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is like uh, it performs multiple functions more than, say, a mammalian butthole, mm. which is essentially just like an outdoor. Yeah. Like uh, it's also a sexual reproductive organ. Okay. For birds. And I think it's also uh, the dick. Okay. Okay. I'm not... Don't quote me on that. (laughs) For God's sake, don't quote me on that. (laughs) But uh, it's definitely uh, unique to birds, Mm -hmm. you know? I think reptiles might have a more primitive form, but dinosaurs have a cloaca. And like, so like, we had raptors, right? Who are kind of really more obviously birds. Mm -hmm. You know, because like they fly. But that's like theropods. That's a very distinct uh, family. Mm Mm-hmm. This is an ornithischian. This is a Triceratops. It has a different hip structure. has a different everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, to find that that has the same exact bird property as uh, birds Mm -hmm. of of the butthole, that just seals the deal. Dinosaurs became birds. Mm -hmm. Done. Done. (laughs) No more talk. No more philosophicizing. It
2: happened. Yeah. So in our like uh, evolutionary tree does that like dinosaurs? well reptiles and birds have a common ancestor that's like predates dinosaurs is that what's happening and dinosaurs are on the bird branch archosaurs yes yeah. exactly okay that's exactly what it means nice you nailed it hell yeah
1: and you shouldn't have nailed it for my description look at me go <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a poor <laughs> Description to pull the exact definition from. <laughs> wow, that was great, but yeah, archosaurs are the common ancestor of all that, and like it just shows that lineage. Where yeah, it's like nice, you see that difference and like all that happening, and it's just it, it's You can learn all that from buttholes. It's amazing, it, right? <laughs> it's a one preserved butthole, and it's hilarious news. <laughs> but it, I mean considering how feverish the people who do not believe in evolution are about mm-hmm. it, you know probably due to like some religious concern right you know which to be like I don't think religion precludes evolution necessarily. no, it doesn't like like a lot of religion relies on like uh, interpreting metaphor right and for sure any creation myth, it's got to be metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Like, just in the way it's laid out, it's like, it's nice and simple and, like, this happened, then this happened, you know? Like,
2: it doesn't have to be seven days. And, like, stuff changes over time. That doesn't mean that uh, there wasn't a creation event, necessarily. It's just, like, after that, this is what happened, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, it's like, mm-hmm. this is how it happened. Yeah. Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's how I kind of view it. And like, I I kind of say that because, like, uh, yeah, like, like I've got like people close to me who might uh, feel the other way. Mm -hmm. Like they're all young earth kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like,
2: I just, it just doesn't make any (coughs) sense. Shit's still changing.
1: Yeah. Change is a thing. Get used to it. it. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of obvious, dude. (laughs) It's like, I know you believe something, but like, you don't need to hang everything on the things you hung your things on. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people who feel real dogmatic about their beliefs, political, religious, otherwise,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like kind of mess up.
2: That's where it gets scary, spooky. So maybe it's uh, in the spooky times, our Halloween times right now, it's a good opportunity to explore those fears. uh, Yeah. Maybe you should go as a dinosaur butthole or... uh, (laughs) Yeah, if you're a Christian, go as a dinosaur butthole and confront
1: the truth of that. Be a bony-eared assfish. I mean, bony-eared assfish, if anything, is proof of creationism because, like, why does that exist? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a useless creature. (laughs) Like, I gave up on evolution when I discovered the bony-eared (laughs) assfish. I'm like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no reason for that idiot
2: to exist. Fuck that fish. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I guess that's what we learned today. Is like keeping an open mind and embracing uh, what you fear, what you what could be, uh, even ideas that seem so stupid. Like, why would anyone do this, bony-eared assfish? Uh, Conquest, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone do these things? Yeah And these are real things
1: But it's done it's, Yeah That why is a mystery A gaping void in your intellect That you can only comprehend through Guessing mm-hmm. And launches And f- blind faith As it were mm-hmm. So Here's to you Scott Castigator willing to delve into the deepest depths with us where we question every truth and posit every fantasy Mm -hmm. into your soul or mind. Your electric current that you live upon. Like a bit of piano wire (laughs) going through a cruise ship's people... So, yeah, that's what we learned today. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty
2: good. Ooh, show me your bottle. Ooh,
1: that's going to go right up front.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you lead us out, man? All right, from the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, we bid the adieu.
1: Oh, see you later, ScottCastigators. Castigators.
2: Oh.